This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying are you ready? Look at that. I'm, I'm small. Let me just get me Viagra. Ah, there we go. I'm big again. Uh, good evening. Good day. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Goodbye. Hello. Depending where in the world you are, welcome along. This is the review show and we've got a win to talk about. We're back to winning ways and I'm sorry, Elton, but Watford, they're no longer standing. See what I did there. 
you got what I did there, didn't you, uh, Brad? Oh, yes, indeed, I did. You know, you, you could say, you could, you could say that Watford were just like a candle in the wind. They got blown <laughs> out by the foxes. Do you know what? I could not go through the songs quick enough in my. You know, when you've got another tune in your head, and I've got. Yeah. A certain tune in my head for the radio show for next week, and I couldn't get that out of my mind. So I'm still standing. I came, I thought I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. But I like that candle in the wind. Um, anyway, hopefully we've not broken Elton's heart. <laughs> I nearly said something. I nearly said something else, then, but I realised that was the wrong heart. <laughs> I was going to say he's achy breaky heart. Oh that's Billy Ray. That's Miley's dad. Come on. Come yeah, on. it is. It's the only reason I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, hey, we're doing a review again. I enjoy these shows on, on a Sunday. And um, we're going to look at the game. We're going to go through the stats first. And then you'll go on to yourself and you'll go through sort of a more detailed analysis. But, look, I want to I wanna very quickly, because I know you'll come on to him in more detail later. I want to very quickly talk about him. him Not him, because I'm pointing the Madison shirt. But him up there, Vardy. I mean... If he does not get sponsored by Duracell or Weetabix, there's something wrong. Because the guy just keeps, you know, he keeps writing him off and writing him off, and he keeps coming back. He's a man that defies logic, isn't he, really? he, he I, I, And again, people might get carried away when I say this, but he, he, he's like the English Robert Lewandowski, isn't he? Because Lewandowski is, is same age as Barley, maybe... Uh, maybe a little bit older than Vardy. And I, I could imagine the people in Germany have been writing him off and that. And I know he's since left Bayern, but he's still playing at the top level. He's still scoring goals. And, you know, it's comparisons that get made. And I know we get giddy as a Leicester fan, but there's a certain Erling Norwegian Viking Haaland that, you know, before he moved to the Premiership, based himself, said, I learned, I based myself on, a striker called Jamie Vardy, the way he plays, and God help the Premier League if Haaland can play as long as Vardy did, because you forget that this man's making up for lost time. He is, though, isn't he? And it's great to see. And I look, I love, I love the man. Obviously, I, I you know I'd have his babies if he came in now. I, you know, uh, but you keep thinking how much longer than he go on, and because he, I suppose of the standards he set himself. He has one bad game, and well, we're writing him off. Not that we want to, but we're thinking, like, oh, is his time up? And then he comes back. I mean, all right, he missed a couple of sitters. We'll allow him that when he, when he gets a couple of goals. But look, he was a little bit cold coming on, and maybe it took him a while just to get up with the pace of the game. Maybe those first couple of efforts came too soon. But he was there. Unfortunately, you know, the, the, the Great Danes header was saved, but it fell to him and he was in the right position at the right time. And that's what it is. I mean, Tony Cotty used to say that, didn't he? You know, he said, I had Emil Heskey that did all the running and I just had to use my brain and get in the right place. And I think that's kind of a little bit of what Vardy's been doing. And then, of course, not only did he score the penalty, but he earned it as well. Yeah, he did. And and again, I you know, it's funny you mentioned them two sitters because I the one he absolutely got oh so wrong. I, I yes, okay, it was his weak foot. I understand that. They can go horribly wrong. But I must confess, I saw that chance and I sat here with my head on my hands and went, Vardy's finished, isn't he? He's finished. He can't <laughs> finish. He's done. 
And then, and then literally my stream froze. I reset it because I had the I had my phone on the iPod with the um, BBC Sport yeah. for football focus, whatever it's called, grandstand, whatever it's called these days. And as I looked down at it, because obviously, you know, as you know, Chris, these completely legitimate streams that we yes. use, yeah. uh, they're a little bit behind live play. And I yes. looked down at my phone and I literally just saw Vardy. 76 minutes i went maybe he's not finished yet yeah. <laughs> my stream lines up i saw his goal so yeah I can, I can remember in one game it was a few seasons ago i think it was before we started the channel and i put a thing and and, and um schlup was brought on and i went what the hell is he doing bringing schlup oh chris has frozen everybody it's the most oh, sense he's he spoken in a while you know rose Ed's. am i back yeah, back? it just caught up. It played catch up. Yeah, you're back. You play catch yeah. up. Um, yeah, and and um, this was they going going back, you know, uh, championship days before, and the, we brought Schlupp on, and he was his usual, like say, putting the ball into Rose Z, Z, and um, and, and literally, I typed, "What the hell is he doing? Bring it, whoever the manager was, I'm bringing on Schlupp for." And literally, I pressed send, and Schlupp scored. <laughs> 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 I've learned over my years not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Vardy um, was a disappointed. He said he should have had four. And that's the mark of the man, isn't it? That he is he is disappointed in himself. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but anyone else that was at his time, you know, at his point in his career, in, in the latter years, if, if you will, mm. um, you know, you could, you could begrudge him thinking, I'll just put my feet up. I'm yes. only going. You know, he could have sat there and accepted that Kalechi and Acho or Dakar or the new signing Cannon was going to be the lead striker of the season. And and, and even though he still chopped and changed Moreskas, I think we are slowly seeing that the idea is to start with Ian Acho, and I mm -hmm. do have an explanation for that later on in the show as to maybe yeah. why, and then put Vardy on at the end again. Duracell battery maybe self explains it, but I'll go into detail with that later yeah. on. Um. Because I saw John's other comment there, and I have finished. Uh, I am over it, John, and I'll, you'll know why when I realise my own errors of my rant. I, I know it's funny, crazy. isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes, I am over it. I have seen my ther therapist. Um, it's good to talk. Uh, so it's good to talk. It is. Yes. She said, for fuck's sake, will you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Um, no, uh, you know, it would be easy for him to rest on his laurels, but it just shows that not only is he committed to the to the football club, but he's just showing again, yet again, that his love for football just never dies out. And oh. I, I know we see it all the time, and I know, unfortunately, we can't find a way to make him play forever. Um, mm. But we need to make sure that generations down the line, and I'm sure they will, I'm sure they will, I'm sure when when I'm old and frail like you, uh, I'll be telling my grandkids, I, I, I'm getting booted out for that, uh, no, I'll yeah. be telling them, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I know, you know, I'm sure we'll all be telling our kids and grandkids down the line and generations, but we need to make sure there is something very much concrete, or maybe statuesque, if you will, yeah. that is there to to show the legacy of this band because one of my all-time favorite strikers and i know we could we could do a whole show on our top favorite for each position i'm sure we could um you know my midfielder i'm just saying but i used to say it was heskey but yeah, heskey would not 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> but no, Emil Heskey has always been my favourite striker. Yeah. Until the last few years. Yeah. Watching this man play for this club. And when everybody else has, I'm not going to say abandoned us, because that's, that's wrong. But when everybody else has gone on to pastures new and tried to heighten their career and play a few times in the Champions League or Europa Conference, if you're Maguire, um, you know, um, Vardy has stayed true to the course. Yeah. And I lo- I think I think that tops any striker we've had. Even Mr. Lineker of Big Ears, Walker's Christmas man himself, who yeah. had a market in Leicester with his dad. I know people don't like him for other reasons, but you, you know what I mean, Chris. Yeah. Even even someone who is so ingrained in Leicester throughout, we've, we've he's my favourite striker. I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, uh, only by a couple of months, but I am older than you. Uh, and we've, we've had some good players, and I'm not on about, like, the Les Ferdinands, because they were great players, but they weren't great for us. But when you look yeah. back, I, I can remember the, the Bloomfield era. So I can remember, like, Keith Weller, and I can remember Frank Worthington, and, you know, uh, uh, and players like that. But he, he's, in a, he's in a world, you know, a table of his own is Jamie Vardy, definitely, definitely. But, um, but you'll come on to uh, more in-depth on Jamie later. Um, I hope you got permission off Rebecca. That's all I will say. Um, but let's no, have... I'm on the new Netflix. I'm on Netflix series too, mate. I've already got the court date for what <laughs> I'm about to say. <laughs> it's been very... I haven't watched the new one on Netflix. I watched the one, I think it was Channel 4, um, that did uh, with Vard... Oh, it was awful. Anyway, but anyway, let's not get talking about that. Look, it wasn't looking so good, but, you know, Ipswich, that's... <laughs> Three times now they've had the chance to go above us, and three times they failed. Uh, West Brom, and we've got coming up in a couple of weeks, so let's not, you know, take the things too much for granted. But uh, you know, I mean, look at it again. We, you know, we've got we've got three points clear of Ipswich, and we've got a better goal difference now. I'll show you the full tables in a minute. Uh, uh, but we're 10 points ahead of a certain Leeds United who announced that they were coming for us. Um, mm. Southampton mm. are on uh, 11 points behind us. I mean, Cardiff, 27 points. I mean, that's what, 10, 12, 15 points were ahead of, you know, seventh, which is obviously not, you know, you say down a, another year. Uh, 42 points, we're not going down, are we? No, we are staying up. Sing, we are staying up, and I, I'm glad you brought up Leeds United. We could say that last season, so we might as well make the most of it now. Um, I'm glad you brought up Leeds United because I don't know if you just may have heard a little bit of smugness come out of my mouth when you mentioned that they were ten points behind us. Because I remember when we did this post match. I think it might have just been a post match. I don't think it was the review show. Um, but we had a lot of Leeds fans coming on, bigging it up, weren't they? They were coming yes. up and saying, we're coming for you. We're going to catch you now. That we, we figured you out. Everybody's going to do the same and beat you. Well, you, you're back to where you were before you played us. How's it feeling, Leeds? And and again, we should actually mention as well, it's not just Leeds and, and Ipswich that had a cock up. Southampton failed to do what we did against Watford. And that was score a second goal against Huddersfield Town. Because mm. they dropped a point. So they actually yeah. went further behind us. A win for them would have put them nine and kept a little bit of pressure on us. I'm not saying 10 points makes such a difference, but it, yep. psychologically, Chris, it, it does, doesn't it? Because that's now four yeah. games we'd have to lose. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, it, it, and, and, it, and Ipswich, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they, 
I mean, I did. We, we, I said, didn't I, in the preview, and I also said in in the match day live before the kickoff. You know, every team has a bad patch during the season. You know, um, all right, we didn't technically when we won the league, and Arsenal obviously when they did didn't lose the game all season. But generally speaking, at some point, teams will have a little bit of a mini run. Maybe if it's only if it's only three or four games where they don't do very well. Maybe that was ours that we've just gone through. Ipswich, I don't think they're going through it, but maybe they've just started that. But was the was the scoreline more important than the performance? Was that we just come I, off losing two? I think so. I think when you lose games like that back to back, and you know you your away record goes, you 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 you, you suffer another defeat at home. Um, I think you need to just get the win and it was probably after seeing the extended highlights on on both the EFL and uh, on on LCFC having a better understanding of a game that I kind of did struggle to see like I said it was yeah. a bit bit party for me to see um Watford Watford read the wrong manual because they read the same manual as Bristol City uh, and Huddersfield and, and, and Cardiff. And that was, we're going to come and get nil. And the only thing they managed to get nil of was goals. Um, you know, and I know Rotherham got a goal against us. And I know, you know, that, and, and that. But yeah. what, what I mean is, is, is they clearly sat there to be very, very passive. Um, and it nearly caught us out cold because we were a little bit slow to register it. I mean, there's a, there's a few things again later on. I'll, t- I'll talk about it, but we, we took a while to get that motor going and shift through the gears. But when we did, Chris, there was realistically only ever going to be one winner. But yes, the result was far more important than performance. 1-6-0, 1-1-0, one mattered. It had just been a case of, well, we won the game. Yeah. Uh, see, Chris has gone already. He's that excited about hearing us win. He was off. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. getting that hot at us winning out to put the fan on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, the position we're in, not just, I'm not, I'm not just talking the 15 point gap from seventh and the 10 point gap over third. I'm, I, I, we may have mentioned it four times already. I might keep mentioning <laughs> it again. But it just, right now, there's nothing to say where you're looking at Leicester in the position we're in going, oh, we might need to start winning games by a few more because of our goal difference. I, mm-hmm. I, I would like to think that if Leicester kind of keep this sort of similar record going for the in these blocks, because you kind of block it, you kind of cut it up, don't you, into quarters mm. in, 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 in a way. And if Leicester kind of match that to a degree in the next one and the final third, I don't see goal difference being an issue for us. And and I, I we've already seen this season, we're capable of beating teams by, by three goals anyway. So if we, finish, if we finish second and go up, that's good enough for me. As much as I'd like, obviously like to win it, because uh, then yeah. we'll be ahead of... Um, well, if we go back up, I think we'll be ahead of Man City anyway. But um, but yes, um, and the thing I, you, I noticed as well when I, when I was filling this out, once you get past sort of the top four, so and, and Southampton have only just come back into it, but oh, okay, let's include Southampton. Fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh. It's, it's different every week. <laughs> you know? mm. No team. Yeah. And that's great for us because no team's putting that consistent run together. No, they're not. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but if you look at the prediction leagues and the predictions certain people oh, make... Bring it up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. All right? Shut up. 
But I, I got one more point in you because of West Brom, although they could have scored one more than Lazy Gits, but that's all right. Uh, but no, no. Um, in all honesty, you look, yeah, but you look at some of the points we've managed to get in that league. We've probably gone mm. out. I mean, I've had it a few times, you've had it a few times where we've gone against everybody else, we've laughed about it, and then that person's gone on and got a point. So it just shows you how difficult it is. I mean, yeah. there's some teams, Chris, that I'm sure if you look down the league table, uh, I mean, I can't quite see the actual top six there, but I'll just like Hull, Preston, you know, mm -hmm. Sunderland, they're in and around there, but they keep chopping and changing. Like you say, Middlesbrough have gone on a rise and then they've just lost. So they've now dropped off a few places. It, it, it is... It is a good division for Leicester to not get carried away, but but feel a bit more relaxed about having a big gap like this. Because in the Premier League, and, and, and I feel bad making these comparisons, but in the Premier League, 15-point gap, maybe at the top it's a bit different. But if you're chasing mm. down a European spot, having a 12-point gap, 11, 10-point gap, it's nothing. It's absolute peanuts. Yeah. It can get turned over within... One defeat and two, you know, and, and and then your opponents win two. Then all of a sudden, I mean, I think just talking about the top six, I think West Brom who are fifth, I think it's the highest they've possibly been. And Preston North End, I know it's gone up to Christmas, but talk about doing the hokey cokey because one week they're putting it in, the next week they're putting it out. Um, God help yeah. us, actually shake it all about, bum bum. But yeah, no, that they're in and out uh, every week. But this is looking a bit better as well. Um, because if we were where we were last week, we wouldn't have actually been on this because I've dropped seventh off. But we've jumped, we're up to fifth. And again, this shows you how, how this changes. I mean, West Brom are up to second. Um, Ipswich actually aren't on there, which is, you know, <laughs> I mean, that that says it all. Oh. Oh, I mean, look, Ipswich, uh, the first thing oh. they've lost was on, was on Saturday, yesterday, but they're not in the form table based on the last six. Uh, Southampton yeah. have gone top. Leeds have dropped from top to third. We've gone up from seventh to fifth. It's like a brand new entry at number 23. Uh, it's Wednesday, we've obviously got um, we've got coming up on um, on Wednesday, Wednesday isn't it? Funnily enough, yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I know that that sound planned, like, doesn't it? Wednesday you know, on a Wednesday. Hang on, we, do, you know, we should have been playing on Tuesday, but then we can't do that. But yeah, no, when you look at that now, I mean, it, it, I don't know why I'm doing that because I'm off the screen, you can't see my finger. But if you look at that now, it, it it's so tight up there. It is. And again, it's, it's, it's very much like the actual league table itself in a way. Obviously, we're not top in this one. But in, in terms of, you know, we, you were talking about saying how Ipswich weren't on a, maybe not on a bad run. But if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, I'm, I possibly am. But Ipswich is, maybe they are having are having a bad patch you don't necessarily have to lose all your games to be on no. a bad patch do you i mean two draws and a loss that that sounds like bad form to me if you're trying to keep your head you know in in the race for promotion because like you said they've blown three opportunities to overtake us potentially all right mm. this last one was dependent on our result as well but they now must be looking at their shoulder at leeds and southampton going huh not only are we three points off leicester again now but if we keep this, if this form keeps up, Southampton and Leeds will be looking at taking our spot, not Leicester's. This, you know, the, you know, there's a few concerns in the Ipswich Ip, camp. Ipswich are actually seventh um, in the form table. Um, 
they've they've only well they've literally only won three of the last six, um, and they finally lost the game as well. Got to say hi to Neil, who's joined us from uh, Beyond the Ninety LCFC, because apparently I'm I, I called him LFC the other day. Then again, he he called me a hell of a lot worse, and I'm not forgiving you, Neil, for what you called me. That that that, that went deep. That did what you called me, but no, no I didn't um, call you Craig, did he? No, no, he called me another another <laughs> Leicester channel, which we won't go into that none of us like. Yes, exactly. He couldn't have called me anything. I know exactly which one you mean by that. <laughs> Get out, Neil. Get out. Neil, yeah, leave. <laughs> you were going to say but that. No, stay, Neil. Yeah, yes. Yeah, stay, Neil. We want the views, but just don't listen. You're not allowed to listen. <laughs> uh, but no, go and check out Beyond the 90 LCFC. Uh, it's a great Leicester channel. And uh, we, we like to support each other. Uh, and this is, I think we play Ipswich at the perfect time. Well, we could do, we could do if, if, if things are going. Don't on. ask, don't tell the fans that we travel. No. <laughs> don't tell them, no. don't tell I think them you that. Mean time as in time of the season rather than time and day of the actual match. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're seventh. But I mean, I don't want to get too overconfident, but Sheffield Wednesday, the, the 23rd, three points there from. Uh, from, from the last six games, they they only they won one, and that happened to be Rotherham, who, who are down the bottom with them. So, um, but look, let's get on to the match itself because uh, that's what we're here to discuss. Um, the team. I mean, we, we we looked at this very quickly before the, the kickoff at the weekend and the match day live. Um, we knew that. Um, obviously, Winks wasn't going to be in, and I think we knew that Chowdhury was going to be the one that play, replaced him because he'd virtually said that at the press conference, hadn't he? Um, uh, and uh, Ian Acho in for Vivardi, which we probably expected. The surprise for me was that Fatou is not starting games at the moment. Uh, I think the thing is, um, if you take and I hate to say it because I really do, Sorry. thank you, Neil. <laughs> and... <laughs> I will we'll expect look. you to hold Stowell, hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, we expect a live notification of it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I feel sorry to for, for him to say in that. We, we, you're going to know what who I'm on about and why I feel sorry for him when we get to it in, in, in a bit. But Chowdhury out of that team and Winks in it, I actually think you have Moreska's starting eleven. Um, because obviously, because I, I, I'm not saying this would be, I can't say, you know, include Doyle in that because Doyle's out for a few more weeks, I think another four weeks maybe. Um, so you don't know if Justin would have impressed to have made it into his 11. I know before Doyle got injured, injured the idea of swapping them around, but I actually think you put Winks back in onto that team and you have Leicester's starting 11, uh, or at least at least Moresca's start in 11, because we're going to talk about Vardy and Nacho later on, but I think yeah. McAteer and Fatawu offer two different things. So I think the way he starts the game and wants Leicester to play at least that first half of football, I think McAteer is Moresca's first choice because McAteer mm. likes to drift in, drift out, come inside, come deep, whereas Fatawu likes to get on the ball early, drive past wing-backs, cut across the byline and put in a low-drilled ball in. He's very good at that. And and again, if you stay tuned, do stay tuned, you, you might figure out why I think McAteer is the better fit for, 
And for my next trick... <laughs> no, I was trying to uh, do it. I was trying to hang on, carry on talking. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just trying to 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 get it. He's trying where... to sort it out. He's trying yeah. to sort it out, guys. No, I, I feel that when I explain it um, in in my in my Jacqueline and Hyde tactic post at, at at the end, stay tuned for it because that might explain why I feel that McAteer is a better fit to Moresca's starting eleven than. Fatu, despite the fact that I actually think Fatu is a better winger than mm. Makatia, uh, that might are cause we some controversy. Using Fatu as a as a super sub, possibly. Uh, I think he's more adhered to that role, like, not necessarily a super sub, because I think he's very capable of starting games. And there might be a few oppositions that Moreska decides that the second half plan needs to be the first half plan. Yeah. You know, maybe a team that he wants to get at, get in behind and, and get some goals against. Maybe Sheffield Wednesday, maybe these midweek games, week games, and that will start. And, and I'm sure, unfortunately, I, you know, there's probably going to be some injuries that might happen that forces him to play. in front. But again, the luxury we have with Fatawu is I am just as confident of him coming off the bench and playing well as I am of him starting and playing well. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Just putting the highlights up there, I mean, you know, for fairness, nothing happened for the first 30 minutes, according to this, but it's probably about right. And I, I was actually saying, oh, you know, we made early substitutions. Well, we didn't really, because it was 55 minutes, or like 55, 60. You know, it's potato, potato, isn't it? You know, so um, I don't think, but if we look at the match summary, and I don't want to sort of take anything away from what you're going to be talking about, but this was just what they highlighted. Uh, Leicester strengths were we created a high number of chances relative to our possession, although we did have the most possession, uh, were effective at uh, creating goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces. Um, we did give away a, a lot of free kicks around the box, and that is a fair point, actually. There's a couple of times I'm thinking, like, ooh, you know, if they'd got, if they'd got a Ward Prowse or somebody in their team, um, and we were caught offside often. I think that that's pretty much... It's a nail on the head, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, the offsides, they come from the fact that we played two wingers and a lone striker. Their, their, their job's to get in behind. So we do, uh, Mavadidi, Vardy, and sometimes even Inacho is a, is, a, is a bit of a cropper for the offside parts. But that that's like that's like Ted's finding out a player isn't very good on his, uh, on his left foot. Jamie Vardy. Uh, you know, it's, it's something you expect in certain aspects. And, and the only concern is... That's where the playing out of the back annoys us. Whilst we have an understanding for it and understand why it's now also a part of football in general, not it's not like Leicester and any team doing it, but that's where I think we're giving away these free kicks when we get put under a little bit of pressure and make a few rash challenges. Yeah. Um, the next one, now this is actually quite interesting. I know you're not a huge fan of stats, but I am and it's my show, so off um, but uh, when we're looking at stats here are you, are you still with me have you just like gone off camera yeah i'm, I'm still oh. with you i'm just i'm sending you a message on the on, on the private chat no no that, that, that's fine mate that's fine um we had 23 attempts to their nine and they I, I can pretty much see why that is but um only 14 from open play now that was interesting i've never actually broken it down before with the goal attempts where how many were from a set piece and how many were from, from open play? 
Um, but 14 of them were from open play, eight from a set piece, and obviously won a penalty. Yeah, and it's good to see that Leicester are able to create chances through different dimensions. You know, it's not just a straightforward, oh, set piece merchant team. You know, I think you know, to make a comparison, uh, you know, like we said, we haven't got, a, we haven't really got a free kick specialist. I think when we had Madison in the team, we found ourselves a little bit too dependent on going down, getting the free kick from 25 yards instead of trying to keep yeah. building something. Uh, whereas here, we're, 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 goals will come from anywhere. Open play, penalty, free kick, corners. We're, you know, it's 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 something that was completely devoided of this um, of this uh, of this side uh, over the last well over the last two seasons. Really, I think we struggled uh, last season and the season before from set piece goals or anything like that. Certainly, defending them was an issue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite refreshing to see that obviously open chances in open players is, is, is the higher number. You, you, you kind of expecting that, but anything else is, is, is quite nice to see having some decent numbers and, and, and that around it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Spencer's just come in. Hi Spencer. How are you? Welcome along, sir. Oh, you got a note from your mother. Uh, I went, we look at this and then passes. I mean, I was actually disappointed in Watford. I expected more of them, uh, from sorry, more from them, I should say, or even more of them. Um, they certainly weren't a Leeds United, were they? No, they certainly weren't, and it was quite a relief in a way because I think I, I, you know, this tells you that uh, the quality of the um championship to uh to a certain degree, doesn't it? Because you know, when the when the smuggers anything Leeds fans came on saying, "Oh, every other team plays like us, they'll beat you." Well, clearly the Watford manager felt that he couldn't play that sort of style because we would have opened them up and got in behind and exposed exposed their frailties. So, I was a little bit surprised that we we actually admitted that we thought they were the better team on the day. Yeah, yeah, they were as well. Um, and out of them and Middlesbrough, they were probably the only ones that truly deserved the three points. I, I know we weren't good enough against Middlesbrough to get three points, but I don't think the Middlesbrough perf performance warranted a defeat either. You know, it, it is it is what it is, sort of thing. Yeah. It um, it just sort of happened. It was it was a wonder goal. You can't you know fair play to them for winning it on that one sort of thing. But yeah, Watford. I will admit, even though I expected it to be different from Watford, they did disappoint me as an opposition. But I'm not going to complain when the helpers win like, as comfortably no. as we did. No, and when when you look at, I mean, again with with these past stats, you know, I, I'm, as I say, as in passing stats, um, you know, 661 total passes for Leicester. 600 of those were between Hamson and Vestergaard. <laughs> All right, I exaggerate, but you know what I mean. Um, on that, um, well, yeah, you're not too far wrong, though, are you? Really, it must have been a good 200 between them, they must have had a good quarter of it between them, yeah. Uh, this is what I'm, I mean, we're not, I seem to remember last season and possibly the season before, a lot of our, our attacks did seem to go down the one side. Uh, maybe that's because we only had the one winger in, in Harvey Barnes. But there was it was very much dominated by attacking going down the left hand side, if my memory serves me right. Where all right, yeah, we still attack more down that left, but 
it's a lot more even. And I'm glad to see at least we're attempting to go through the middle as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you, first of all, you are correct. We only had one winger. We got robbed off with a, with a, one of them like um, Wish Order products that you can buy on on like Timu or Wish when we got the Brazilian winger in because that was the most fraudulent Brazilian I've ever seen in my life. Uh, do you just spit a drink up there, sir? <laughs> you just caught me then, yes. Did well, I? Did I? No, Brazilians like to go down the middle, don't they? Well, yeah, and this one had a thing of going straight down the middle of the tunnel and disappearing. I mean, I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, it, someone actually uh, obviously accepted my challenge to try and be worse than Iosi Perez as a winger because he managed it with a, with a plum. But, uh, yeah, it is nice to see it being versatile and, 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 and spreading the attack. I mean, I, I used to, on many occasions, for any of you that did watch the post-matches that we did in the Premier League last season, I did refer to us as VSFC because it was so obvious what Bob, who was getting the ball yeah. that uh, Paul Barnes was um, getting left out of it. So, luckily, this season, we're a bit more dependent and a bit more confident in the in the wingers we've got and the, and the middlemen as well to uh, spread oh. that attack out. When you look at where our shots are coming from, 70% of our shots did come down the middle. Yeah, again, and if you look at how we actually play the games, I know everybody um, does a chance to do it, and obviously we have to rely on our completely legal um, streaming services to watch the games. And unless you've gone to the King Power or you're an away day merchant uh, like, our, like our representative Alan is, who goes home and away, um, you know, you maybe struggle to see it uh, on the pitch, but that also in turn comes from the fact that we spread the play left and right because when we're passing the ball side to side, I know it, I know for a lot of people it's a little bit frustrating to watch. And yes, I, I may have had a little bit of a mini meltdown at halftime yesterday about it, but it does prove that it does help open up that middle of the play so players like Dewsbury Hall, like Indeedy, can get forward and start putting the ball through the middle in, in, in terms of our attacking play. It, 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 like I said, Chris, comparing it to last season, it, it is a different kettle of fish. Yes. Yeah. And, um, sorry, this will teach me to try and multitask because I can't, but uh, just moving on to the next one. Um Leicester here. Uh, this is our um, shot zones. Um, we're not taking long pot shots, which again, I, I'm not against them. But if you're going to have a shot, you got more chance of scoring unless you get the odd spectacular one from inside the 18 yard box, don't you? Yeah, you do. It's 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 a percentage. It's a percentage game. Uh, is is football these days? Apparently, it's supposed to be a sport, but a lot of things are done. And, and worked on based on percentages. And to be honest with you, you know, it's like it's like anything when you're trying to hit the target, isn't it? You've got more chance of throwing throwing a dart on a bullseye if you throw it from where you're supposed to than you are if you're trying to launch it from 10 mile back, you know. So yeah. you've got more chance of scoring a good, uh, you know. You know, if you, if you took 10 shots from the six-yard box, you'd probably score all 10 of them. If you took 10 shots from somewhere outside the six-yard box, you'd probably score seven or eight of them mm. and if you took shots from outside the box you probably score two maybe three of them at best so it's good and i like that because as much as i 
you know, I miss going to games. I really do. I can't I can't wait for the transition to go back and be able to attend a, a Leicester game when I'm back in in, in, in Leicester and, and go and see them play because I love hearing fans go shoot every time someone's about 35 yards out because I love the fact that our players just I don't mean they ignore the fans because I know they don't ignore the fans they're brilliant with the fans but they they, they, they they don't let the fans influence what they do you know sometimes you'll hear someone shout you know a fan shout shoot and a player will go sorry I'll shoot and then you go well why the flipping heck did he shoot yeah. well these players mm. know that's not what they're told to do so it is good to see mm. that they're working mm. on what they're told to do and it's working well for them yes indeed um Watford, no no shots in the six-yard box. That speaks well for our defence, doesn't it? Yeah, it speaks, speaks well for our defence. It speaks well for our recovery rate. And it also speaks volumes of the uh, of the, the team ethic, doesn't it? Because it's not like the midfielders are just leaving the defence to it. They're getting back. And uh, as we see from, from, um, from, our stri- uh, from our forward men, more, more will I say in Acho, um, Dan Vardy, although Vardy does get back, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying we see it more when when the Nacho's on. That the whole team kind of gets back to win that ball back in, and the whole team springs mm. that that press on it. And it, and uh, you know the fact that Madsen's not busy trying to dive between players to stop a shot in his own six yard box really tells the difference. And, and again, the percentage from them, that forcing them to shoot from outside the box more than inside the box tells you a lot of stories. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think one or two of them percentages that shot, shots that Watford had inside the box might have been on the line and clusters just being in because I don't remember them having too many shots in in in, in uh, Hermanson's goal. No. Um, right, looking at the game, um, how it played out now again. This is Alan who goes to the match, he's there. Um, we see it on a, a very totally legal stream, and we don't see it all, so we don't always agree. But I never, apart from once, I've only ever once overruled him, and that was to give man of the match to uh, to somebody other from Denmark, your little child. Yeah, <laughs> but apart from that, I always go with him because he's at the matches, and he's he's not a young, you know, he's he's he's, he's older than me, if I'm honest with you. So he's, he's been around the block, and he knows what he's talking about. And he's gone six for the team performance. We both went seven, um, but six seven. I mean, you know, I, somebody said earlier about for the season, what he doesn't think we've necessarily got out of, you know. Top, you know, lower gear yet. I don't think we did in this game. No, we didn't. And in a way, you sometimes have games where it's a little bit frustrating in that manner because you don't need to get out the first, first, out of first gear. I mean, I I was having the streaming on LCFC, listening to Matt Elliott talking, and he he hit the nail on the head. He goes. You can see some of the players trying to rally the crowd, get them behind them. And this is before, obviously, Leicester had taken the lead, and the second half was kind of eeping deeper and deeper into the into the game. And he goes, uh, and it's great. He was like, it's great to see these players like rallying the crowd, trying to get them going. But you've also got to give them something to go at. And I suppose a little bit of credit has to go to Watford for that, because for the seventy minutes, even though Leicester controlled the ball, dominated the chances. 
created the openings and were the only team that looked like they would score. I mean, Watford could still be playing now and they wouldn't have wouldn't have scored passes, I think, the way they, 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 they played the game. Yeah. Um, but they were compact. They sat deep. And it wasn't until changes were made that we forced Watford's hand because Watford, we had to put the emphasis on Watford. And sometimes when a team plays like the way Watford does and the style of football Watford does, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because Leicester, Leicester will play in a team so deep that had had Watford had it their way, they'd have had 11 goalkeepers in goal for that penalty that Varley had to take. They were that deep at times for the majority of that game. So I understand Alan's rating of six because six, seven... Uh, I I I actually did say, didn't I? I? I can't really give a six when we've won a game because it's like a. I can't give a six if it was an unlucky defeat. I think I gave a six for the Middlesbrough game, um, for that reason. So I give it a seven. But I do understand why sitting in the stand, mm. and uh, mm. Leicester isn't, you know, the most. I, I you know, gave it a seven because yes, yeah. I don't think it was our best game by uh, by a long chalk, but. Yeah. We were patient. We didn't panic. You know, we kept at them, um, and and it obviously it paid off. You know, as I said in the preview last season, we were conceding so many goals in that last twenty minutes. Now we're scoring them all in the last twenty minutes. So uh, something's gone right. Man of the match, though. I disagreed with Alan, but again, I'm not going to change it because you know I respect his decision. But you you agreed with him. And it's nice to see that everybody didn't go for Vardy just because he got two goals as well as he played. Yes, yes. Um, I think this this season we're going to see uh, parts of the season. We know there's definitely, I'd be very surprised if he's not, I'm sure he will be, uh, two players that we are going to be missing for basically two months. Hmm. We've also had a few unfortunate injuries, which means we've had to see players step up to the mark. Now, away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hamza Chowdhury was on his way out of Leicester until Maresca turned up. He was one of the six. We know that he was one of the six. He signed it. He, he, he's happily accepted his extension on his contract that was in his contract anyway. The club have exercised that. So that's gone well for him. They've gone for longer the than reason I... contract. We had a year, didn't we? Yes. We 
Yes, yes. Well, he, I think he had a, a thing in his contract as well. So he added to that, which is, which is, which was fantastic because it shows what the effect that Enzo had mm. from pretty much day mm. one he's walked through the door. And the reason I gave it to Hamza Chowdhury is because we're going to, we're going to have weeks and weeks and weeks where we're questioning maybe, where we're wondering maybe who's going to step up and take Indeedy's role. As we know, we haven't seen anything of him yet, but we know we've got Cannon, we know we've got Vardy. And I suppose we've got Dakar. So we know with Ian Atcher going missing, we've still got three options available to us in that department. And at least one of them we know is very reliable. So we're not too worried. But yesterday was the first time, and thankfully it's only a suspension. It's not like we're going to be missing him for weeks on end. But we missed Harry Winks. And I think if you ask any Leicester fan, uh, which player do you not want to see be missing for a long period of time, they would have said Harry Winks. He's been man of the match probably seven or eight times this season already. I'm sure Alan's given him pretty much near enough every week, it feels like, and we've pretty much agreed with him. Yeah. And Hansa Charity was given that role yesterday. We need you to fill in for Harry Winks. You're not playing right back. You're not playing that inverted wing back, which you're very good at. You're playing that midfield role, and we need you to do for us what Winks was doing. And I tell you what, I mean this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I mean this in a praising way and not an insult to Winks here. I didn't miss Winks yesterday, the way he played. He was fantastic. He unlocked their defence. He nicked the ball back. He got hustled and bustled. He got a deflection that gave the ball to one of our players so we could counter. He was like a rat up a drain pipe. I mean, if you're asking for somebody to be a light, light you know, we, we use the term like for like replacements when we talk about Maresca making changes. But if you want the like for like for personnel to go in and do the exact same job as the man that's, you know, everybody's favourite, let's, let's face it, at Leicester at the moment, especially in terms of new signings, um, you couldn't have asked for a better performance from the, from the yeah. lad. He did brilliantly, for, in I, my opinion. And that's why I give him man of the match. I went for Kieran Dewsbury Hall because I thought he, I mean, he had a couple of efforts, uh, but I thought he was he was doing a bit of the wings role as well. Uh, if I'm honest mm. with you, uh, and I think that was one of his, his better games. But um, I will, like I say, I'm not going to argue with with, with, with Hamza. But uh, for me, it was it was KDH. But this is football. This is why we love football, because it's not about who's right, who's wrong. It's about opinions. And, uh, it certainly is, but yours is wrong. Uh, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I thought I'd say that to you. There you go. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Um, right. So uh, now we're possibly going to be getting Craig join us uh, in about five, ten minutes, who was again at the match, so he can give us his views from the match. But uh, and before he comes in, so we might take a bit of a break uh, when he comes in from you, Brad. But basically, um, over to you and your tactical analysis. Yes, yes. Right. Well, unfortunately, until Christmas comes along and Santa Claus um, arrives, uh, I don't have the technology to do this the way I'd like to. And I'm sure when that arrives, I'll be able to do some greater detail for you. I'm going to talk about something that, as John said, may have slightly frustrated me yesterday. And that is the Jacqueline Hyde approach. It's the tale of two halves with Leicester. In fact, it's the tale of two strikers. Because 
I'm going to ask you a question in the comment section. I don't want the obvious answers like the name, the ethnic background, and, and, and how you spell the names. But what's the difference between Ian Acho and Jamie Vardy when they start or are on the pitch playing for Leicester? Well, I'll give you, a, give you a few seconds to maybe really think about what's the biggest difference between Leicester uh, when Ian Acho is playing over Vardy and vice versa. You've had enough time, I'm going to tell you the answer because I'm impatient. It's the tempo. It's the tempo in which we go about the game. And one day, like I said, when I've got the technology and a, and a new laptop available to me, I'll, I'll bring up on a graphic so you can really see it. Apologies if you're a visual learner. So I'm going to do my best vocally to explain what I mean. Yesterday, when Watford sat off us, Ian Acho was is the sort of striker which you call a deep laying forward. Now, what I mean by deep laying forward is it's somebody who comes comes towards the ball, towards his midfield to support the midfield, help break up the play and win the ball deep within his own half. Now, if you've ever been able to watch the games this season, yeah, exactly. Bring back Brad's board. It will be coming back after Christmas. I've got, it's on my list to Santa, don't you worry. But when Ian Acho starts, it is very, very passive from Leicester. And this is something that makes me thinks, think that this is the Enzo way. It kind of explains Enzo football, if you will, what Enzo ball is. Because what Enzo ball is, is, is Leicester are now a slow cooker of a team. They will start slowly. They will start with, a, with, 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 with as much supportive players as they can. Like a McAteer. The reason I compared McAteer and Fatou explains why he seems to start when Ian is playing is because he'll drop into the middle. He'll be a shorter option than Fatou, who's a wider option. And the reason that is, is because Ian Acho is a, is like I said, he's a deep laying forward. So that means he'll come to halfway and even into our own half to win the ball. So that if, 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 if the top of the screen is their goal, Ian Acho will start here and he'll come here and here, and he'll even come down to here to help the team win the ball. And then Leicester will flood that midfield. They'll have Mavadidi as a left option. He'll have, he'll have on the other side, he'll have McAteer to him. In front of him, he then has Dewsbury Hall. He has Ndidi. And that's why we have a very good selection of, of, of goal-scoring outlets when Ian Acho's on the pitch. Because when Ian Acho's on the pitch and he's winning it deep and you're throwing your pints around and you're, you're slapping your head going, why or why is our only striker coming back so deep? That allows us to flood the midfield and force teams back. And in that first half, and, to, and, then, and up until the point that Vardy came on, in fact, Leicester forced Watford to be 11 men behind the ball. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is you're drinking, but that's exactly what we do. It allows us to luxuriously pass the ball, look very fancy doing it, but it doesn't tire us out. And what we do is we kind of we kind of we kind of tease the opposition. We go, yeah, come on, come on, come on, can we get the ball? And then they run at us and we go, nope, back to Hermanson, back to Vestergaard, out wide to Pereira, give it to Dewsbury Hall. And give it to Chowdhury or Winks. And we slowly, methodically, a little bit boringly on the eye, I have to admit, but we pull it and we pull them out of position. We drag them out and we try and draw them out to leave the gap, to, to give the ball in, in and work it into the box. Almost 
passing it into the net, if you will, to a style. And if you've noticed that Mavadidi and, and, and Makatea, when he and Nacho were on, were a little bit more central, they're a little bit closer to the box, and that further emphasises the support they give to Ndidi, Chowdhury and Dewsbury Hall to give them the freedom to go forward, and it means Leicester can attack in numbers. So, What's the difference then when Vardy comes on here? You say, because they don't change the system, Brad. No, you're right, they don't. They still have three in midfield and they still have three up front. And what they, um, but here's the difference Fatawu comes on for McAteer. Um, I know Eunice came on in, um, in the half as well, but he comes on in, in the midfield. You have Fatawu is an out and out winger. He will run like a Duracell battery up and down that wing. He'll come short to get the ball, and he gets the ball. He's no nonsense. He's not thinking about cutting inside too often. He wants to get his head down, beat their wing back, cut across the byline, put a killer cross in, whether it's a whipped cross or a drilled across, causing panic in that six-yard box. And Jamie Vardy, who is a high-press forward who will go halfway and up, he will... Get him behind. And the way our goals came and our high intensity came from our goals was we switched from low press to high press. And that is is the difference between high press and low press and the difference in style of play we see between Inacho being the lead striker and Jamie Vardy being the lead striker. I've been Brad. That's been my tactical analysis. Here's the wise owl. And well, Chris has come back in as well. Talking about <laughs> you sod. Uh, talking about high press. Hi Craig. Hi Chris. Hi Brad. How you doing? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried there because I just caught the last couple of minutes of Brad there, and he seemed to be talking sense. Don't be silly. You you, you must have been listening. Did you put subtitles on? <laughs> <laughs> he got a different language translator, and it made it into sense. To be honest, uh, I mean, I'm just catching on to the, the drift of what you were saying. I've got to say, I think it was like Maresca was listening to our preview show, Chris, mm. because we, the tactics, particularly when Ian Acho were on, were exactly as we talked about, which were Ian Acho dropping deep, but then you need your wingers or a midfielder to go and fill the space in behind and attack that space. And just as Brad said, McAteer and uh, and Mavadidi were looking to do that. They made a lot of runs from outside to in. They didn't get the ball often enough. Um, we weren't quick enough. Hermanson was a little bit slow on the ball, but it was exactly that tactic like Liverpool used to do with Mane and Salah. You know, Firmino would drop deep and they would attack the space that was left in behind when the when the centre half followed the striker. I said to to Brad earlier. I've only just muted Brad because there's a little bit of a uh, muffled echo there. Um, the 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 result I felt at this time was the result was more important than the performance. Yep. Okay. Right. Hang on. <laughs> well, I thought you were just making a statement there rather than a question, Chris. Fifty-six minutes twenty-six, the shortest answer Craig's ever given. <laughs> but would you agree with that, Craig? Well, it was, but I don't think it was a bad performance. And again, no. obviously, you know, you're seeing it slightly differently to to us um, in the ground. I think it was a, a fully controlled performance. I think probably as dominant as we've had since Preston 
I, I would mm. think. You know, they until they came at us with like 15 minutes to go after they made some some substitutions um, and decided that they'd worked out that what they needed to do was try and score a goal. I thought they were really, really poor. <laughs> One of the worst teams that I've seen down here, to be honest. Uh, but apparently uh, Scott was on his... Um, on his mobile and when they made those subs late on somebody who's clearly a Watford fan that he knows saying um we brought our best two players on I don't know why it took him so long but um well, yeah, I'm glad we got that we... single yeah. <laughs> um and of course then of course I mean we always moan about not you know not making enough subs but I mm. think that was the proof that it does pay to keep one sub back, <laughs> exactly just in exactly. case um but what's the and I'm interested to, 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 to hear your answer on this because we, we'd lost two games. Now, normally, mm -hmm. in the great scheme of things, and, I, and we said this on the preview, losing two games in a row, you know, when we've won as many as we have done, isn't the biggest, you know, worry in the world. But when you've been winning the way we have, it does suddenly start your thinking. Yeah. Um, was, was the crowd a little bit unsettled at the start? How, how were the crowd? Yeah, that, no, the crowd seemed fine. I think they <laughs> they got a little bit unsettled when um, it seemed like... I, I think the frustration came was that, obviously, the crowd could see the wider the wider view, whereas the cameras are, are fixed on the keeper or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that the crowd can see that the two wingers have made multiple runs off their wings inside and weren't getting the ball. Now, you probably couldn't see a lot of that because the, the camera's just concentrating on him holding on to the ball or the defender's holding on to the ball. But there was multiple runs being made from from outside to in to try and fill that, that void where Iheanacho had come deep. So the crowd were getting a little bit um, frustrated with that, that the ball wasn't being delivered um, quickly enough. Uh, and that's probably the only downside you can say of this Maresca ball. Um that sometimes it doesn't move as quick, mm. um, but overall, I thought the fans were the fans were were confident enough, and I think we looked like we were in control of the whole game. To be honest, we we usually give up, you know, one or two dodgy chances, and we did where they were sort of mis kicking like school kids on a playground. But um, being mis kicking like Jamie Vardy. Well, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but but in general terms, I think the crowd were crowd were on it, and um, it was a it was a, a dominant display, pretty much. I mean, it was pretty much like um, the, the the Watford fan that didn't turn up for the preview show. The the Watford team didn't turn up for the match, did they? I mean, they no, were I mean, very yeah, and it's, it's not it's not not like we uh, we made different arrangements for the Watford fan, was it? You know, no, not no at big all. deal. No, 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 just changing our day round for you, Paige. Yeah. And it, you know, and and then he does. If there's any Watford fans watching, have a go at him because he hasn't even messaged to say sorry. As, and I, all right, there may be something that I don't mm. know about that's happened, but he's you know he's just basically ignoring messages. But mm. like you say, it, it did make the, the victory uh, that little bit sweeter. I must admit. But I mean, it they, they weren't leads, were they? You know, and uh, you know, we we said ninety managers in eleven years, mm. and it kind of shows a little bit, doesn't it? I tell you what, he's got a team there that will keep them mid-table of the championship, mm. and that's it. They won't yeah. go down. Then no way, I'd be shocked. I'd do, it'd be a bigger shock uh, than North Macedonia doing well in the Euros than 
Watford. Yeah, sorry, let me Watford. know. I have, to, I have to interject here because I, I know Brad's, you know, has his little love affair with North Macedonia. Mm. They did very well, Brad, in the junior Eurovision this, today. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they gave England, I think they gave England, I'm not sure. Well, they did very well. They did very well, Brad, in that. But they were the European champions, Italy. I'm just saying, knock them out. Just saying, just remark. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding um, on to that. It's like, it, you know that we say England won the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> saying about that in sixty hundred years. That well, won't be even hundred years. We you know yeah. what I mean. But, um, um, but yeah, they were they were like a throwback uh, team. To be honest, they are just physical. You mm -hmm. know, nearly all. I would say nine out of eleven of those players are just like units. You know, yeah. and one or two of them were okay, but. It's just a physical side that is never going to get you up into the playoffs uh, on a regular basis because people are just going to be able to play football around you. So yeah. I was a little bit surprised um, from a Leicester perspective, quite happy actually that they didn't have a lot about them at all. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to ask you this because I know Brad would be very, very um, tempted. Well, I know which way you'd go. Uh, Inacho, he's been linked with Palace, um, mm. a possible move in January. Sorry, just get your bucket ready for the tears, Brad. Um, I mean, will he? I mean, I think he will be a big miss, but if we, if we hold on to him and don't let him go, Mm -hmm. But then he goes at the end of the season. We will, if we keep holding him, and that's the difference between us staying up or, or not staying up. That's going to be better to sort of hold on to him and possibly lose him for nothing in the summer, isn't it? Potentially, but I don't. I don't see him as a big loss, to be honest. I, I don't think his. I don't think his heart's in it. I, he didn't offer a lot. He hasn't offered a lot for. A, I've got, you know, to I've got to hide, Brad. I'm sorry. I can't. I've got to look him straight in the face. His, um, you know, his, his, his play is, uh, you know, he's been asked to drop deep and and build the play. He did it a little bit, but he doesn't look like he's really into it for me. And um, I, I don't know. I, I was disappointed that, you know, Cannon replaces. Um, Daka, but still doesn't get on. I'm, I'm mm. disappointed Daka's not got more minutes. But for me, I, if we can find a replacement for Inacho, then you know I'd, I'd take it rather than him just leave for nothing. I've got, I've got to let, I've got to let Brad come back at that one. <sighs> Craig's just shit <laughs> people. Don't listen to him. Uh, no, I, I. Don't like you, Craig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, don't, don't like you anymore. You're, you're not my friend. Uh, no, no, I mean, I kind of get both points to a degree because there is, you know, I let me take the Ian Acho glasses yeah. off for a second. There we go. Um, it, is there options out there that can replace Jamie Vardy? No, he is a one-off striker. Is there always going to be someone who can play the way that we're asking Inacho to play and probably do it to a better standard? Despite my love affair for Inacho, yeah, there is. There probably is out there. Um, is it an area that maybe we're hopefully eventually going to see in 
the likes of Tom Cannon, who I can't imagine is a Vardy-style striker. Um, because if he was going to keep replacing Vardy with that, we'd be seeing more of Dakar. It's just common sense that the lad's got the pace to burn. And, and we know he can finish. Uh, we have seen some of his goals. It were, were quite good. So if it was like that, I, 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 we'd be seeing more of him. So you'd imagine Tom Cannon does something not too dissimilar to what Ian Atcher is being asked to do. My my thing is, I would rather kind of try and turn around to Ian Atcher and say, look, and I, I'm going to throw another name in there. I'd say the same to Ndidi. I would turn around to him and say, look, we need to know. Before you get called up to Nigeria for your African Cup of Nations, are you here or not? Because mm -hmm. if you're not, that's fine. No disrespect, but you're getting sold in January. You'll miss out on your loyalty bonuses and whatever else is hiding in the contracts because they've probably got them. They've all got them. You listen to enough podcasts from these ex-footballers, even though we don't hear about them, they're all in there. But I would just be, I'd, I'd be like, you be frank and honest with me. I'll be frank and honest with you. If you're not going to stay or you're not going to sign a new contract, that's fine, but off you go. Mm -hmm. And then that's something we can at least... Because I don't want... I don't think Maresca or any Leicester fan for that matter, wants to have January spent twiddling our thumbs, waiting to have uh, Indeedy go away and say, oh, it sounded like Tillemans here, but I'll wait until after the internationals. Wait until I'm back. Well, no, we've only got four weeks to replace you if you're going out elsewhere. And it's not fair on Will Alvarez, Sammy Braybrook, and players like that that we, we, we've been hyping for our youth academy being told, oh, we can't push the pecking order because we're trying to convince these guys to, to stay and be a part of something here at Leicester over a long period. I, maybe I'm asking for something that's died out in football or only Vardy has it in him in his existence at Leicester, but... I'll be a bit straightforward. I don't care how good or bad you think they are as individuals. Because I like Ndidi. I think he's been brilliant this season. And I think, you know, Maresca's a lot to part of his game that, that shows he has the potential to be a great one. But if they ain't, I don't want another Tillemans. I'd rather know where we stand. Sign a two-year deal with a buyout clause? Fine. Do it so we get some money for you. Or be honest with us and say, we only stayed because you couldn't get us sold and you can get a replacement in. Get a replacement in for me in January because I want to go Crystal Palace or I want to go bloody Atletico Madrid or Inter Milan or wherever's linked with Ndidi. Be honest with us because I think we'd appreciate that more as Leicester fans than than two Tillemans happening again next season. Um, you know, again, much as it pains me, I agree with you. Um, I, I mean, I might be a little bit more. Uh, fair with them and, and say, for me, it's a minimum that you sign another one-year extension before you go to the African nations at minimum. If you're not, then, yeah, we'll, we'll just look at what offers come. Go away and have a fantastic African nations and double your price, you know. But You mentioned Dakar then, um, Craig, hmm. scoring for fun for yeah. Zambia. Yeah. Um, are we looking at I don't know if I asked you this the other day when we did the, 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 the preview show, so yeah. I apologise if I have, but it'll probably be a different audience. So um, are we looking at a bit of an actual situation where we buy this player that we know is good in, in front of goal, knows where the goal is, can score goals, and then we don't give him any time? Because 
nobody was screaming and no disrespect bad but nobody was screaming about how good ian Acho was when he first joined us because he wasn't getting the minutes he what he was he was getting 10 minutes here and five minutes there and i don't care what player you are what position you're in you're not gonna unless you're you know you come on as a defender and go in goal and save a penalty you're not gonna really make a huge difference with it with, with about five minutes to go are we being fair to Dakar? We weren't being fair with Vestergaard, and you know he, he's having a decent like, season, but he's got the chance. Yeah, I mean it came it came up briefly um, on Friday in the preview, and and I likened uh, my worry is that this is another Cramerich in the making mm. that we're going to sell him, and then he's going to go on and be successful somewhere else where he's not had enough minutes on the pitch here. I still think there's a player there. I think he's a little one-dimensional because I think he is a Vardy type. He is a getting behind. But I think at that point, he seems to be a natural finisher when he gets one-on-one because he's an instinctive goal scorer, I think. Give him mm. too much time to think and uh, yes. uh, and and he's not as good. But, yeah, I, I would, I'd be disappointed if he just fizzles out his career at Leicester and, uh, and gets sold. But it may be that... You know, for what he's doing for for Zambia is maintaining his value, and we need to bring some money into uh, to go and look at uh, replacements. Who Maresca likes, I don't know. Well, I was going to say, can we can we keep hold of him? And in fairness to 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 these players, Christiansen and and Thomas in, included, uh, you know, you're bought in or bought through by one manager. That manager changes. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to to to, to liken them. Uh, and can I just say, actually, I just thought I didn't I didn't say this earlier, but R.I.P. Terry Venables, who, yes, who passed away today. Um, again, talking about money, you know, players that, uh, that don't reach the full potential. I don't think he was given long enough for England. We know ah. it was non-footballing matters that that ended it. You but... Imagine what he would be doing with this current squad. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Um, Quick to go back. Um, do we are we writing Vardy off too soon? Because I just said this to, to, to Brad earlier. Every time we sort of say, like, God, he's not doing very well this game, uh, maybe he's coming to the end. He comes back and all right, he, he missed a couple of early attempts, but he, he was there in the right place when, um, uh, there was a fantastic save of the season against Vestergaard's header, I thought, but he was in the right place to knock it in. Uh, it's not rolling your eyes. And then, of course, he earned the penalty uh, and obviously scored from it in yeah. the end. No, I mean, he, uh, I think this is his role, you know. I See, this is what I would like, you know. If, if you're going to start with Vardy, don't. Start with Daka. You know, and then bring Vardy on for 30 minutes because I think that's where he brings the value. He worries opposition defenders more. Mm. You know, they're more wary of him, so they'll probably drop off a little bit more and give our midfielders uh, more space. But he gets in the right position. He, he did miss two really bad chances, um, big chances with bad misses uh, before he got his goals. But he was getting in the right positions, and and that's what you want for a striker. They do say, you know, if you keep getting in the positions, then the goals will come. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. One question I, I would like uh, you guys to, because again, because you saw it differently, um, mm. watching it on the on the on the stream on the TV, and I've seen a, a lot of um, you know the marks for different players. I'd be interesting to know who you guys were giving your man of the match to. Well, 
funny thing was because I was going, you've been reading my script again, haven't you? Because <laughs> I was going to uh, come on to that. Uh, well, I was going to do team performance and then man of the oh. match. But because um, Alan chooses our man of the match uh, for LTID because he's there and and he's he's of a certain age like us, so he doesn't go, oh, it's Vardy scored a goal, we'll give it to Vardy. He's, he's very yeah. honest and open. Um and I, I, I shall bring that up in a second. Who um, who he chose? I don't know if you saw it when when, when we mentioned it. But um, now I went for Kieran Dewsbury Hall because mm -hmm. I thought he had a very good game in Winks's absence. But Brad went for Chowdhury. Uh, I don't know if Brad's still there or not. Brad went for Chowdhury because he thought he had a very good uh, standing role for, <laughs> for Winks as well. Maybe it takes two people to replace Winks, but. Maybe. Um, I thought KDH had one of his better games. I think he stood up, um, you know, he's taken a lot, of, a bit of criticism, not a lot, but he's taken a bit of criticism, criticism for me lately. But um, I, I thought he had a very, I don't disagree with Chowdhury, um, but for me, I just think KDH, he, he seemed to be all over the pitch, mm. you know. Um, and funnily enough, um, I don't know how this is going to come on up or not. There we go. Um let me just try. That is who um, Alan went for. Uh, he went for Chowdhury as well. Um, what about yourself? Interesting. Uh, we were discussing this. Obviously, I, I, I sit with Scott and uh, and we were talking about it on the way back uh, and when we got in the car. And, um, yeah, we didn't go for either of them. And Okay. Hamza, Hamza did very well in terms of that... Um, you know, being in the right place, stifling a lot of um, uh, passes and moves and, and, and what you expect Chowdhury to do. On the ball, not as good. Dewsbury Hall, I thought that was a particular flatter to deceive performance from Dewsbury Hall. I've seen a lot of people say Dewsbury Hall was a man of the match. Um, but... I think a lot of that, this is us watching it at the ground, a lot of it was because he was winning the ball back. Mm. And he was winning the ball back after he'd given it away. Or his touch was poor. And that game would have been over a long time before if he could pass the ball. And it was really disappointing. And, and again, whether you, you don't see it all in real time on the TV, I, I know it's real time, but... We had three, four, five moves where a better ball from Dewsbury Hall and we would have been in on goal. Um, they were either overhit or they were slightly behind people. And, and maybe I'm, we're, we're sort of nitpicking because overall he had a good performance, but it could have been so much better. And we missed a lot of opportunities because his passing was really off. For us, well, I, um, I mean, this is the thing because we don't, like I say, and this is why I always go with, like I said before, I've only ever overruled Alan once. Um, yeah. I've, always, I've always gone with him because you do see what's happening yeah. off the ball. We don't see what happens mm -hmm. off the ball. Uh, now, I'm going to be interested. I want to ask who you've gone for, and I'm going to then ask Brad mm -hmm. to get his thoughts on who you've gone for. Um, we, we, well, we, we, me, me and Scott, we're sort of. We, we had three players who we thought did very well. Um, 
in, in an overall decent team performance. I'm not. I'm not saying that we we weren't poor. Overall, we we were pretty solid all over the pitch. To be honest, um, I'll get your team rating in a minute as well. Yeah. Um, the three players that we picked out were were fast, and I can imagine a lot of people not seeing watching it live, maybe slightly surprised. But he was he was reading things way before. You know that a lot of their moves broke down because he read it really well, and he was really solid up against you know brutes really. You know he was winning his battles against them, which was really important because you know Watford are not doing that bad. They're middling table. I think they'd they'd had a better or their points return as we looked at on Friday was as good as ours over the last six games, but they didn't get a sniff to be honest. And I thought he was really effective. Ricardo. Now, it, for me, it was Ricardo who stepped up in Winks' ad, uh, absence, and was uh, was the guy whose touch was was excellent and was knitting everything together. And if you take out the first thirty minutes, um, Mavadidi again, he, he was poor early on, but particularly second half when he was asked to be a little bit more direct. Maybe he was getting. We didn't get the best out of him because he was being asked to do that sort of out-to-in run and he was getting frustrated, I think, in the first half. When Iheanacho went off, um, he was more reverting back to his, you know, stay wide, get the ball. And, and any time that you can put a defender on his backside, you know, is, uh, is worthy of a man-of-the-match performance, to be honest. So I don't think anybody was outstanding, but those three sort of were were ahead of the rest for us. But who would you? You've got to pick one. You, we can't have a for me. For me, I, I went for Ricardo because I thought he did a lot of um, stuff that went missing or, or that was missed because he wasn't spectacular. He wasn't mm. wasn't getting on the end of thing, but I think he was allowing the likes of Dewsbury all to get forward for Indeedy to get forward, and I think he was the real one who played that Winks role. Brad, thoughts on that? Uh, again, it's it's an interesting one because Craig, Craig makes a very good point. We, o- we only see what the cameras allow us to see from our perspective, don't we, Chris? So it's very interesting to not only get a third um, difference in Man of the Match, but... Um, also hearing what what it is that Craig sees that w- we weren't able to see because this this is sometimes where maybe a player is an unsung hero in a game because I I used to say this about Wilfred and Didi a few seasons back that sometimes the fact that you didn't hear him get the ball was because he was doing his marking job properly he was ushering people out the way well and he was you know he was just moving the ball on so quickly that the commentator didn't really need to say his name or the camera didn't need to be on him as much and. It's really refreshing and good to see. And from from what I was able to see of him, and again, I can only go off, unfortunately, extended highlights and, and the bit drabs that I got on my completely legitimate Del Boy stream. Um, you know, he did do what he did right. I, 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 I almost feel a little bit bad now for not thinking about Ricardo as, as a contender because I think we've got so accustomed to Ricardo being so so good on that right side that um, he is a player that um, 
the baby just, have a look for me Craig under your chair is Brad is Brad under your chair <laughs> <laughs> hey you'll love Charles Vestergaard I don't praise him enough so don't get jealous Chris don't get jealous <laughs> but no um, it's, 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 it's a good insight into how he played the game it turns out we, we don't need two players though Chris we need three players to play Winks's role according to us so that uh, yeah. <laughs> shows the importance of Harry Winks when he's not in the team apparently but no I, Craig saw a different game to us in, in terms of he got to see it all play out we only got to see what the cameras allowed us to see so yeah it's, it's a refreshing choice for a man of the match yeah, I, I mean, you know, nobody's opinion is is wrong, is it? You know, cause we all see, see different things. So, yes, exactly. Um, interesting to get before I let you go, Craig, and thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, no your team performance rating after ten. Um, I think I I feel a little bit harsh. I'm going to give them a seven. Um, because I think they were in full control, but, um they could have put the game to bed much earlier if they were a little bit more clinical. Um, if they moved the ball quicker and the passing was more clinical, that the game would have been four or five uh, and we'd have all had a feet up with 15 minutes to go instead of hanging on. And um, if you they... got your shooting boots on, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, funnily enough, Brad went seven. Uh, seven. Uh, I went seven as well. Um, yeah. But six for... Um, for Alan, um, and I guess, like you say, maybe you know. Overall, we we, we should have done better, and but I have to say, when I always ask this, is all right. Watford, we've been saying weren't weren't leads; they weren't particularly very good. Were they that bad, or did we just make them look bad? I I think their game plan was um, to contain. But I don't think they've got the players to do that. I, I think they need to be in a physical battle, win the battle. You know, that that old adage of, you know, earn your right to play your football. And uh, and I think we were just too quick and too mobile for them. We were passing around and they must have been absolutely shattered. The fact that he had to use all five subs um, mm -hmm. probably showed you that. Um, that I think we just, we just moved the ball. I, I think we were toying with them at times, to be honest. Um, I... There was a couple of chances that they had, but apart from that, you know, they rarely laid the glove on us. No, no, indeed. Uh, and you know, no, we all we all know we're going to lose to Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday because that's that's what Leicester do. Is that why you put in your predictions, Chris? Because I think <laughs> if you, you know, while we've got the chance to say that somebody went two nil, um, you know, let let's take that opportunity. Who who went two nil by any chance? Did you did you know who it was? I, I, far be it from me to be able to say that, Chris. <laughs> Although I do remember someone saying I was going to go two 0 but I can't go the same as you, Craig. Yes, yes. All right, all right. I went two one, so I wasn't a million miles away. No, but you were uh, what? Probably a couple of points away. Yes, I was. And looking at the rest of my predictions, I was more than just a. Couple I can't of imagine anybody got many points this week. To be honest, no, looking at some of them no. results. No, but uh, Craig, thank you so much for popping on. Have You're a welcome. great rest of the night. Uh, I'll Cheers. let you go and watch I'm a Celebrity and uh, <laughs> say hello to Nella for me. And uh, <laughs> I will see you on Thursday at seven for the uh, Plymouth review. Cheers, mate. All right, see you, Chris. Cheers, Brad. Nice to see you again, mate. Right, take care, buddy. Bye-bye.
bye bye so thanks to, to to craig there um it's always interesting to get the view of somebody that, that's been at the match um anything you want to come back had you finished your little section brad or is there anything else you want to add um no, i don't think there's anything really to, to, to add to it i think we've covered all we need to um I kind of like just doing it for a couple of minutes until I've got my board back and I can really proper visually do it. I think it's trying to keep it simple and explain with me, my little hand elevator is about as good as I can do right now. But I have enjoyed doing my tactic things. And I hope people got the understanding. Yes. Between, well, uh, Craig agreed with you that he obviously did. I know. I mean, Craig agreed with me twice on that and then rated the team the same as me. He, he must be feeling ill. Yes. Uh, very quickly though, uh, Sheffield Wednesday went on Wednesday, as we said earlier. West Brom, Plymouth, Millwall, um, and Birmingham before Christmas. Yeah, um, and you look at where them teams are, how they've been doing. I don't see where Leicester drop any points, to be honest with you. Maybe West Brom is the only standout team there that you'd say is the potential hiccup because they are on a bit of better form. But Millwall, Sheffield Wednesday, Birmingham, that uh, did you say Plymouth as well? Yeah. I I would... I would be expecting Leicester to not lose them games. And, 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 and to be honest with you, I'd probably expect Leicester to win at least four out of five of them. Um, West Brom is probably literally the only one that, I wouldn't say makes me nervous, but I'd be looking at that going maybe the first draw of the season. Mm. Although I don't know what draws are, so probably not. Well, you've gone for 13 out of 15, I've gone for 11 out of 15, so it will be interesting to see. Yeah, it will be. Uh, hopefully we're both wrong and it's 15 out of 15. <laughs> that would be nice. Brad, you're buzzing away, so I want to let you go. Thank you so very much, mate, and I will see you um, next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Uh, well, I'll see you Wednesday, won't I? I'll see you in a few days. Oh, God, yes, of course, yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jamie, have already scored a hat-trick against his boyhood club? Got to be worth a bet, hasn't it? Well, if Mike Green's doing so well, if he puts it on, I might do the same. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to see what Mike Green's uh, prediction is, and we'll all go for that. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Take care. Have a good rest of the weekend. Take care, everybody. Cheers, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, after I let um, Brad go there, he was humming a little bit. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I don't mean that to sound horrible, horrible. Um, he wasn't humming as in, he was humming as in the noise humming. Um, look, that's great. And he always, he knows his stuff, does Brad, and he's a great dad. He's going over there, check out LTIDT2. He will be doing some women's football, uh, hopefully soon, and uh, quizzes on that channel as well. So go over and give that channel a subscription. Um, and we will be back tomorrow at nine o'clock. Um, I'll be back in the morning with the radio show. Uh, if you, if you're a fan of Ed Byrne, the comedian. Start listening. I'm not going to say what day, but he's going to be on the breakfast show between 7 and 10, Surrey Hills Radio, uh, and you can pick that up on surreyhillsradio.co.uk. 
thank you so much for everybody that's been watching and joining in the chat thank you so very much to uh, everybody who's been listening on the podcast as well really really do appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow night uh like i say on here at nine o'clock for the debate show uh to decide what we're going to talk about take care everybody thanks for watching have a good weekend back to winning ways thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.